I am. And I say burdened. It's a good burden. I've been looking at where we've been traveling the last few weeks. I've been looking at where the messages have been centered on our podcasts. I've come to the conclusion that God, and the elect lady said it, it's, it's, it's not a time to be silent. Vasti took a position and her story ended there. But we can be like Esther and fulfill our destiny. Who is willing to go with me on a journey and leave this season. We know that the enemy will come and he will visit us for seasons. We know that we will go through seasons of what appears to be good and seasons of what appears to be bad. But there are seasons. We talked about the season. We talked about blooming in the middle of a changing Season, y'all remember that? We talked about transition. We've been ministering to each other about change, about growth, about development. And, 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 and I'm hearing even now in the congregation that there's some planning relating to finances. There's talk about having our own. There's some vision casting that's occurring. I believe that I'm not the only one that's looking for God to do something. Am, am I right in saying that? Amen. Am I safe in assuming that the body of Christ is expecting God to operate? That we're looking for God to perform a miracle. But I want you to know that we're going to have to leave this season. Uh, uh, we're going to have to leave this season of what's happening in our lives today. We're going to have to leave this season of all of our current situations. We're going to have to leave this season of all of our problems. We're going to have to leave this season of our infirmities. We're going to have to leave this season of worldly activity and move to a place where the word of God moves from our mind to our heart. Mm. Where truth 
Truth is not just a word. Where, where truth is not just our measure against what we know to be true. Because Christ said, I am the truth. So we, we don't want to know manifestation of truth. We want to know truth. We don't want to know a way. We want to know the way. We don't want to experience the activity of life. We want life. But we've got to leave this season. Is there anybody that's willing to just leave this season with me? I should have given you the... Last week we talked about pre-existing conditions. I should have, I should have, you know, you sometimes you give, you know, you listen to the, the clause before you take the medicine. I should have, what do they call that? What are the warning? What do they call that? The, the what? The side, not the side effects, but there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, what do they call it? The pre-clause, the, 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 it's a declaration of uh, your, what is it? Disclaimer. Disclaimer. <laughs> I tell you, she's in my head. Thank you, Jesus. If anybody should be in my head, my wife should be. I should have gave you the disclaimer before I asked you the question. Because in order to leave the season, you're going to have to do some work. Work that is going to be required is not physical in its nature. It's going to be the most work you've ever done in your life. To some, it's going to seem very unnatural. It's going to seem abnormal. But I want to just walk through where I'm at. Turn with me to the book of Luke, the first chapter. It is highly, highly, highly unrecommended. It is not in favor of protocol. It is completely out of order in ministerial homiletics, but it's my heart's desire to read the entire first chapter of Luke. It's, a, it's long. It's a lot. Because in order for us to understand the next season, you're going to have to walk through the first chapter. Are you with me? Yeah. Now, now there, there, there's going to be, you're going to, miss, you're going to miss some of it. It's okay. Get the podcast and you'll be able to revisit it. This is, this is why this is going to be important. 
but we're going to stay here for a little while. I want you to stand with me just for a moment. I want you to hold your Bible up in the air. This is my Bible. It contains the Word of God. This word increases my faith. This word keeps me spiritually alive. This word keeps me mentally awake. This word keeps me morally aware. Because of this word, my life is changed, life is changed. And, I and I can never be the same. Be the same. Thank, you, Thank you, Lord, for this word. Now I'm going to read, and if you do, if you need to sit down, then feel 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 free to sit down. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth and order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. Even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word, it seems good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of things wherein thou hast been instructed. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless, and they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass, while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of this course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord, and the whole multitude without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. 
even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before them in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready the people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am old, I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. And in the sixth month, an angel, the angel Gabriel, was sent from God unto the city of Galilee from Nazareth to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph and of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus, and he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also, therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah 
and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord shall come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of the handmaiden, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their heart. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has opened the servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy and he spake to his fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. Now Elizabeth full, Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, not so. His name shall be called John. And they said unto her, there is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father. How? Uh, he would have him called, and he asked for a writing table and wrote, saying, his name is John, and they marveled. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue was loose, and he spake and praised God. And fear came on all that dwelt about them, and all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill of Judea. And all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. He hath visited the redeemed of his people and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which we, he shared to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we would, that we being delivered out of his hand of the enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. 
and thou, and thou child shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. May it sink to our hearts that our souls may be sanctified. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. what's in you? is of God. What's in you is of God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Luke 1, very interesting scripture. Word is all about promise. It is all about defying nature. It is all about doing the things that seemed impossible, but God did them. I want you to understand that in this chapter, we have the story of two people that are pregnant with purpose pregnant with purpose. I want you to know universal <laughs> that we are pregnant with purpose. I'm beginning to hear you talk about your pregnancy. I'm beginning to hear you talk about your expectation. I'm beginning to hear you talk about what's on the inside. And not just what you heard, but what you believe God has deposited in you. I want you to know that they were pregnant with purpose. And whether you are barren or a virgin, it makes no difference. I'm going to walk slow through it. Elizabeth was barren. It says that she was well stricken in age. That means that, that in the way of children, nothing ever happened. And I want you to be spiritual. I'm not talking about physical children, all right? Let we, let's, let's get that off the table. I'm not talking about spiritual, I'm not talking about physical children. So anything that we're talking about birth, birthing is not a physical child. It is not a baby. Are you with me? As a matter of fact, let's see, Jesus was named, John was named I, 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 before they got here. Well, let's, 
Let's name our baby Destiny. It's not male nor female. There's no gender. Our child is Destiny. Rub yourself and say, my child's name is Destiny. Yeah. Now, whether you have another child or you've had children before, there's no child like this one that you've birthed before. Mm. Uh, I want you to know that destiny, based on biblical principles, is already yours. Destiny is already, destiny is already yours. You, you don't have to worry about it. You need not fret. Ephesians 1, 1 through 14, you might want to take some notes, says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Now, that's why you got to leave this season because it's in heavenly places. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Destiny is already yours. It's already been chosen. It's already been laid out for you. And, and, and that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise and glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded to us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. So he whispered destiny to us a long time ago. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. Not what we wanted, but what he wanted, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, pleroma, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession 
unto the praise of his glory. So destiny is already ours. God has already purposed for you what he's going to purpose in you and through you. Destiny has already been assigned to you. There's nothing that you're going to be able to do about it. It's said that Zacharias and Elizabeth, they walked before God and they were found pleasing in his sight. It says that they both walked, they were both righteous before God. They were in right relationship before God. I know that you have been studying uh, uh, Genesis, and, and I, I believe that you probably have been talking about Abraham and Sarah. Are you getting the picture that God will purpose something in you that only God can give you? Now, Abraham tried to help, but he, you, can't, you can't help birth what God is going to purpose in you. The only thing that you can do is be a prepared vessel. Mm. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Destiny is already yours. Ephesians 1, 1 through 14. God is always going to reveal destiny to you. It said that, it said that, it said that, that he has already shown us, he having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, destiny has a time. Destiny has a period of development. Destiny has a gestation period. We talked about seeds and how seeds, there's a period of time when the seed is in the ground, it's in the soil, it is drinking the water, it is being fertilized, it is being nourished, and in that gestation period, it is only going to produce root. No stem, root. And from there, it will grow stem. There are some things that God has planted in us that must take Root first. Amen. Tap your neighbor and say it's got to be root first. You got it. It's got to. It's got to embed root first. Because if it does not embed root, it will be uprooted easily. Ah. God desires that what he has planted in you called destiny, that it be rooted first before it even reveals itself. It's got to be in a mysterious hidden place where nobody knows anything about it. If you think about it, Elizabeth is said that she hid. And Joseph was going to put Mary away privily. 
I don't know what's happening, but I know that it's special, it's different, and I need to not allow it to be in public space. Oh, God, thank you. When God puts something on the inside of you, it does, it, it cannot operate in public space until it's ready. There's a period of growth that has to happen before it's ready. So destiny will always be revealed over your life. Genesis 1.26 says, And let us make man in our, likeness, in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, fowl of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. 28 says, And God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So original destiny was embedded in us from creation. God's word does not come back void. So we must all fulfill original destiny. Genesis 2.15 says, and the Lord took man and put him in the garden to dress it and to keep it. We'll have responsibility with our own destiny. 1 Samuel 12 and 24 says, only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart for consider how great things he hath done for you. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Isaiah 43 and 7 says, Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory, I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Isaiah 43 and 21 says, This people have I formed for myself, that they show forth my praise. John 3.16 says what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 15 and 15 says, Henceforth I call you no more servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I call you friends for all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. God is telling us what destiny is calling for. The entire time our life is unfolding. Acts 17, 27 says that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him. Though he be not far from every one of us. Romans 5 and 8 says, But he commended his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans eleven thirty six 36 says, For of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, For we are his workmanship 
created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Ephesians 3, 9, and 10 says, And to make all men see that this fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Colossians 1, 16, For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Titus 2.14 says, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. 1 Peter 1.12 says, Unto whom it is revealed that, unto, that not unto us and themselves, but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. 1 Peter 5.6 and 7. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Revelations and close, 4 and 11 says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Just jump back for a second. Psalm 139 and 14 says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully, wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. You got to understand that all of these scriptures tell us that destiny has been told to us over and over and over and over and over. We walked from Genesis through the Bible all the way to Revelation and it's all saying the same thing for God's purpose, for God's pleasure. We were created for him to worship him and him only. So if that is our divine purpose, there's nothing that can be set before us that will keep us from worshiping God. I want you to understand this as well. Destiny will be announced. Gabriel announced who he was. He announced what was going to happen. If you think about it, when we look at Manoah and his wife, that's the parents of Samson, the Nazarite, they inquired of the angel, who are you? But the angel never revealed who he was. But in Luke, we hear Gabriel standing tall, proud, and he's saying, I am Gabriel. I sit with God. I want you to know 
where I've come from. Therefore, you know who's about to perform this thing in your life. It's not hidden. It's not a mystery. I'm announcing it to you. I want you to be clear. I want you to understand that reverence will hide destiny. Not because of fear, but because of respect. Reverence will say that this is not for everyone. Everyone can't be exposed to this. I can't show this to everyone because everyone does not know how to handle destiny. Ooh. This, is my, this is my destiny and I have to be careful how I reveal it because there's some people that do not know how to handle my destiny. Herod tried to kill destiny. Didn't he? Didn't he? I want to kill, kill every child, kill them all. All of them. Huh? Pharaoh tried to kill destiny. Didn't he? Moses ended up in the bulrushes. You see how the world will try to do things to destiny because the world does not want destiny to thrive. You can't stop. Destiny. Reverence will keep destiny hidden and unbelief will silence destiny and silence you in the process. Zacharias did not know how to handle what was just shared with him. The angel said, fear not, calm down, it's okay, everything's good, just calm down, let me tell you what's happening. Zacharias did not believe, and so the, the angel had to silence him so that Zacharias wouldn't mess up destiny. I don't need you talking, because you know sometimes we question. Well, God showed me this. Let me, let me ask Sister Brenda. Uh, uh, let me ask Reverend Bede. Uh, let me ask Minister Watson. Let me ask Sister Farrah. Oh, let me ask Sister Anita. Oh, let me ask Sister Carol. And you done talked to 25 people about what God showed you. Now, why would they understand what God showed you when God didn't show it to them? And then you wonder why they can't give you good advice because God didn't show them. We should go to God when God shows us destiny so that God can give us instruction on what to do. You asking everybody else, they're trying to figure out what to do with their destiny about your destiny. No, 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 we need to go to the source of our destiny to find out how to handle our destiny. with me so far. So destiny is going to be announced. Now there must be a sower and there must be seed. So the Holy Ghost was the sower and the woman already had the seed. 
Now realize, realize, I want you to understand that this was not natural. It said that the Holy Ghost will come upon you. Amen. Are we clear about the language? Amen. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, he's coming from the top down. The world comes from the bottom up. But when the Holy Ghost comes upon you from the top down, you're preg impregnated from the top down. My last point. His destiny will be confirmed. See, Elizabeth got pregnant. She said that God is taking away the reproach of men from her. And she, she was pregnant. The same angel went to Mary and said, Mary, you're going to be with child of the Holy Ghost, of God. And your cousin Elizabeth is also pregnant in this season of her life. So Mary says, let me go see my cousin. She goes to see Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth is off somewhere else in the house. But when Elizabeth hears the salutation of Mary, the baby leaps in her belly. Destiny witnessed to destiny. The God in her recognized the God in Mary. And I want you to, I want you to take note of the language. The, the language. the language is very prophetic. The language is very prophetic because they refer, they refer to, they said, my Lord and Savior. Christ hadn't, he wasn't even born yet. And they were calling him Savior. They were looking way down at destiny and seeing his role as it concerned them. It talked about how John would turn the hearts of men John's born, they said his name is going to be Zacharias. Elizabeth said, his name is going to be John. As in custom for the day, they looked at Elizabeth and said, you can't name the baby, because the father names the child. 
So they look at Zacharias and say, we know you can't talk. Zacharias is saying, give me something to write with because I can hear real good. Let me make this clear. His name is John. Then and only then was he able to begin to speak because he lined up with what God had said destiny should be named. There are some things you will not be able to speak until you speak like God says to speak and you say what God says to say and you do what God says to do. You got to make sure that you know what destiny is called. It's not called luck. It's not called happenstance. It's not called a mistake. It's called destiny. Romans tells us. 8 and 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. I want you nothing in your life is happening to you. Everything in your life is happening for you. You look at your problem just a little, just a little bit differently. Now it's not happening to. Why is this happening to me? No, 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 no. God, I thank God that this is happening for me because I realize that this must happen in order for destiny to be birthed. I might not understand it, but I'm clear that all things are working together. They're working together. They're working together for the good. Them that love the Lord, them that are the called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow. Here we go again. God is walking us back through time and saying, I already know. I knew you in your mother's womb. Matter of fact, I knew you before you got there. Jeremiah. Whom he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn of many brethren. Destiny has children. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Whom he called, he also justified. Whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? 
2 Timothy 1, 6 tells us, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. What's in you is from God and can't nobody birth your destiny but you there's nobody that can walk this road but you And if God has got you on, I, I, I don't understand it. I don't feel like it. It don't feel good. I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. It's for, I don't, I want to turn around. I want to quit. I just want to give up. I want to throw in the towel. I wish I could disappear. And there are days when I feel like I want to just die. But because God got his hand on you, you can't die till God say so. Because I got destiny on the inside. There's something still on the inside that I've got to birth first before I can say I'm going to stop there. Because today there's only 11 pages left. <laughs> to walk through. I, I, don't, I, I want you to come back next week. But I want, you to, I want you to hear. I want you to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I want you to hear what the Spirit is saying to you right now. This is not your end. Uh, it doesn't matter what it looks like. This is not your end. But you, you're going to have to depart for a season and hide yourself so that you can take care of destiny. If you do not separate yourself from the world, you will not be able to nourish destiny in its fullest. A child inside must be fed must be nourished because you are its source of nourishment. Through the umbilical cord, you are its source of life. 
as we separate ourselves in this season. And, and I, want you, I don't want you to take this as license to just be contrary. Because, you, you know, sometimes we can, get, we can get contrary and we become, it says zealous, we can become zealous in what we're hearing and we go overboard. I'm not saying that you need to, you know, buy a plane ticket to, to Fiji and, you know, climb some mountain and be with the monks for the next three. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you is there's going to have to be a conscious effort to spend time with God. The more I think about this retreat, the more excited I get. There must be purpose. There must be intention behind everything we do. Otherwise, we're going on vacation. And I, I don't, I don't want to go to land for vacation. I want to I, I wanna go. I, I want to... If I'm going somewhere where it's quiet and ain't nothing around it, I want to hear from God. Amen. I want to hear from God. And I know that there may be some that may or may not be able to go, but even in this season, we can carry you with us in prayer. Because intercession is worthy of intercession when everything in our own lives has been cleared up. Amen. I can't intercede in your behalf when I got junk on my line. Amen. So I want you to realize that destiny will be announced, destiny will be revealed, that destiny is already yours, you just got to walk towards it. You're going to have to read. You're going to have to study. You're going to have to spend specific time with God. It ain't going to be in the singing. It's not going to be in the devotion. It's not going to be in the shouting. It's not going to be in the running. It's going to be in the quiet in quietness and in confidence. We'll find strength. And that strength will have us say like Jesus, I have already overcome the world. This plane will no longer matter because we are operating on a different plane. Supply will no longer be an issue because supply will be coming from God. So we're we gonna, we gonna walk through this. We're gonna stay here for a minute. There's something that God wants us to get out of these miraculous 
births. And I'm not, there's the, there's the salvation component, yes. There's, there's, there's the voice of one crying in the wilderness, yes. There's, there's the topical, there's the surface understanding. But there's something, there's something underneath. There's a, there's a message that God is saying, look closer. That he's revealing unto his people even now. It's going to be important that even in service, that I, 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 and I need to, I need to become aware that this stuff will become a distraction to me. So if it stops working, and it ain't working right, and you don't see me move, that's because I gotta stay focused. Be not conformed to this world will be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove. We're not going to prove God through some speakers. We're going to prove God through some miracles. We're going to prove God through some deliverance. Uh, I don't want to just be a healed. I want a miraculous healing. Thorough. I wanted to confound the doctors. I wanted to confound the wise. That's what I'm talking about. Where we walk through the door and people already know what we want. They've got it prepared. And they'll say, we've been waiting for you to show up. I heard you were coming. And then what they say when, when Jesus was born? It was noised. It was heard throughout the land. The star was the witness of the announcement of the birth of the Christ child. When God begins to birth something in us. Oh, you won't have to tell a soul. Yeah, you won't have to tell a soul because the world will know that God has just done something wonderful. Read, saints. Study. Let us purpose to get even to Sunday instruction on time. Purpose. To, I, I, know, I know life happens, but purpose to get here on time. And I'm not, please, don't, don't, I'm not going from, from ministry to fuss. Mm -hmm. Purpose, purpose, sacrifice. Amen. Sacrifice. It's going to take more than what you've been given. Amen. Anybody that ever had a child knows that it takes more than what you normally eat to feed you and the baby. Because the baby going to take. Baby needs strength. Baby need blood. Baby need nutrients. So you got to make sure that there's enough for you and there's got to be an overflow 
It says, when the word of God is in you, what happens? It said, rivers will do what? Living waters will flow from your belly. It'll, 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 it'll flow. That only happens when it's been filled. You can't fill it. God can. You could buy a water hose. Water hose ain't going to do you no good till you hook it up to the stuff. You try and wash the car and not hook it up to the wall. See how far you get. You try and birth destiny without God, see how far you get. You can't birth this in self. Pray that something's said or done. Make a difference in your life. We're going we're gonna to walk through. We're going to walk through destiny for the next few weeks. But remember, remember that what's in you is from God. We got to make you special. What's in me is from God. Can't nobody touch it. Can't nobody take it. The devil in hell can't do nothing with it. Nothing. Mm. That reminded me of an old message. Mary could have had an abortion. So the devil wants you to abort what's been deposited in you. Choose life. Choose life. Look at your neighbor and say, choose life. Choose life. Choose life. Choose life. I pray that something said or done make a difference in your life. I pray that even as we move through this season that you just ask God to cleanse you. Let's be honest and repent. Let's repent. Let's be honest and repent. God can't do nothing with you till, you, till you're honest. Repent. All of us got some secret sins. Repent. And, 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 and secret sins are not necessarily stuff that's bad. Secret sins could be stuff that you're not doing. There's sins of commission, stuff you do. And then there's the sin of stuff you don't do. Because the Bible tells us to him that doeth, that, that knoweth to do right and doeth it not, to him is counted as sin. It's sin. So be it, Lord, forgive me for the stuff that I know I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm not. Got to tell you to pray for somebody, and you, you'll evaluate your prayer based on how you feel about them. I don't really like them, God, so you need to ask somebody else to pray for them. Or you give the old Lord bless them. I prayed, Lord, you know. But there are some folks that we've got, we're going to we're gonna have to spend some time before God to ask 
him to surround them. Song says, somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took the time and pray. I'm so glad they prayed. I pray that something said or done changes your life. Know that this word will keep you spiritually alive. It will keep you mentally awake. And will keep you morally aware. And that is what we need in this season. We need spiritual life. Some of us think we're living and we're not living. We're moving around. We need to be mentally awake. Some of us think we're thinking, but we're not thinking. Mental activity does not constitute thinking. There's a whole lot of mental activity going on, but that's not thinking. And morally aware. Let's make sure we do what's right. Not, not, not for us, but before God. God, what do you want me to do? What, what, do, you, what do you want me to do? Amen? Amen. God bless you. God bless you. <clears throat>